Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. To another episode of the Best Bets show, presented by our fine sponsor at Bet Rivers, all made possible by the Fuel 68. I guess you flipped those, whatever. Kai, you look good with your kind of semi-backwards hat. Jim, you look even better with your straight-on backwards hat. I'm going flat bill throwback. Um, Spinny Saturday, commence. Jim, you learned some stuff last night. Iona stinks. That's about all I learned. What else did you learn? <laughs> yeah, I just, I wrote Iona as mid-major UConn. What the heck happened <laughs> to this team? Uh, went from being a clear juggernaut, heavy favorite to win the league, both in perception and betting markets, to 0-5 against the spread last uh, five games, two blowout losses, haven't even been close to covering. Something is wrong there, and it's more than Quinn Slazinski is out for the year. It's It's egos <clears throat> and effort and... Second half was an embarrassment yesterday, Kai, but you are a smart person who had Sienna plus the points. I did have Sienna, and uh, when McCollum was announced out, I was a little bit nervous about that, but boy, that crowd looked electric in Albany. Sienna is now uh, up a game on Iona in the max standings. Surprising. Iona, very weird, man. Mortal. That was my takeaway as well, Matt. Six and three in the MAC. <laughs> Not what I expected heading into the season, for sure. Well, today's outline is heavily featuring the Big 12 SEC Challenge in its last year of existence, RIP pouring out. Apparently all the coaches hate oh, yeah. it, which I sort of understand, but this is the last year, Kai, so we have to do a send-off, uh, a toast to it. Yeah. It's it weird is timing. weird timing. It's weird timing. It is weird timing. And I think that presents an interesting angle for us handicappers, as I will basically repeat throughout each of these games. But first, Kai, let's get to the X's and O's here. Talking the biggest of the Blue Blood matchups today, Kansas goes to Rupp Arena, takes on the White Hots not red hot, white hot Kentucky Wildcats. Um, this resurgence, Kai, is real. Uh, the market seems to believe in it. It's been bet up to minus two and a half Kentucky land, uh, close to a field goal now at home. I know you disagree, though, sir. Yeah, the old blue blood game here. We've seen this matchup a few times. Uh, yeah, KU does not look great right now. They've lost three straight. It's been a while since that, since that has happened. I don't think they've ever lost four in a row, ever, in their history. Now, they could tonight. Kentucky's won four straight. Are they back, perhaps, Jim, I do think Sheboy is going to be a huge issue for Kansas. Um, they do have guys like Clemens and Edgeford to throw at him, but he's going to win that battle. Can KJ Adams steal some time on him? He's very strong, KJ Adams. They're not that different in, in height, but Sheboy obviously wins the match. I just think offensively Kansas can can space Kentucky out. I don't think anyone's stopping Jalen Wilson. He's been unreal this season. And frankly, KU is a better coach team. Bill Self is a better coach than, Jay Cal, uh, than John Calipari, in my opinion. 
I do think they're the better team still. Plus three is where I, I, I lean towards KU. Plus two and a half, I'd still probably take it for small. But I like KU in this matchup, Jim. Yep, I've leaned KU basically since I saw this on Wednesday and we started having to consider weekend lines. I think we talked about it on our, our three-man weave podcast. I just kind of like the buy low, sell high here. Um, I think everybody's kind of locked into Kentucky's figured it out, playing better. Kansas is a mess. What's going wrong with them? Uh, so I, I think it's a, a pretty nice spot. Now, concerns. Bill Self is 3-7 and seven against the spread against John Calipari. Negative yeah. 3.6 cover margin. That's not great. Uh, a lot of those are better Kentucky teams, though, featuring many future pros. And this team's got Case and Wallace and any other future pros? I, I don't know. I think that's debatable. Um, and then, yeah, Kai, the offensive glass. Baylor just had 17 offensive rebounds mm-hmm. against this Kansas team. Yikes. And they do not have an Oscar Shibway. They, they are not the same up front as Kentucky. Kentucky's number one in the country in offensive rebound rate. So, Matt, I guess real quick, does does that mean Bill Self just drilled that for the past five days and they're going to be good at defensive rebounding? Or is it just an inherent flaw with the team? That's that's the question. It's a little bit of both, right? They're kind of they're constructed uh, differently this season. Um, I don't know. My angle here, though, is more just look at the historicals on these uh, Big 12 SEC challenge. Not a ton of data, but my first edge here is um, – home teams they are eight and two last year in this challenge uh, historically they played very well it does seem to have a legitimate edge we've seen this in some of the non-conference early in the season um cross conference square downs i think it actually plays bigger in the non and this late in the season in the middle of conference um especially when the home conference provides the referees wink wink so i think some home cooking will be coming across more for the home teams in these matchups that's going to be kind of my consistent theme across and i like kentucky here i don't like it at the current price but i liked it at the opener um, so if you grab some minus one or maybe some money line, I think you have the right play. Sorry, guys. Disagree to start us off today. I thought it was always like two, two and a half. Was it one? I, don't think it was I thought there. I saw a soft opener or one last night. I mean, the market's basically saying right now that that Kansas is better than Kentucky. That's fair. I'm not. I actually think Kentucky's better than Kansas. Kansas so is better we'll than see. Kentucky, in my opinion. Based on what they've proven so far, I think Kentucky is just scratching the surface of their of their upside. So the run starts to the run continues today is what I think. Uh, the service of a loss kid. That's what I'm saying. We'll see. We'll see. All right, Jimbo going to you for this next one. Burnt orange short showdown, 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 Tennessee hosting Texas. Holy money coming in on this one. Some people clearly oh, wow. all over the hook'em horns open seven and a half, which I thought was pretty high. I'll, even for a Texas hater like myself, Jimbo, but down to five and a half. I'm tempted to back the balls, but is it still a little too high for you? Uh, it's probably where it, where it should be now. So a little golf clap for the market. I think you did the right job here pulling this one down. Tennessee has their elite in all the predictive metrics, Kai, but it's because when they win by 20, they win by 40. Uh, they, right. they don't leave any <laughs> doubt. And I think that has inflated them a little bit. And people are sniffing that out a little bit um, against Texas, who is like back, I guess, uh, played really, really well the last few games. I think they can handle the physicality athleticism combo that Tennessee's defense throws at you. Maybe we'll see the first team to shoot above 33% from three against Tennessee this year Mm. has yet to happen, which is kind of crazy, but I just think Texas is experienced enough uh, and seemingly over the last few games, cohesive enough to go into a really tough road environment and keep it close. I just can't recommend five and a half, seven and a half. I would, I would have said, yep, bet it five and a half is a little too dicey for me. Yeah, I was going to take it at eight, seven and a half for Texas, and then boom, gone. I, I'm not totally sure why it's been steamed so hard in the market. I mean, Tennessee's been unequivocally the better team. They could manhandle Texas from a physicality standpoint. I, yeah, I still think I this Longhorns it. team is more finesse than they are Braun, and that's basically the opposite of Tennessee. They play so physical. Their defense is insane. They will give Texas's guards uh, a challenge, and uh, Texas's guards are very good. They're experienced. But, man, this Tennessee team, I think, is a different level. Good luck scoring inside the arc against them. You're going to have to hit threes. Like Jim said, maybe this is the first team that hits a third of their threes against Tennessee. Who knows? Rick Barnes, Matt, is there any angle to that, him playing his former team? Probably not. Probably not Not going to trickle down to his players, but still an interesting thing to look at. Uh, at five and a half, I almost lean back towards Tennessee. Again, I like Texas more at seven and a half. Um, I kind of think the market overreacted here. Like we're in late January. It's two power conference teams. I just, when you see a move of close to three points, I don't know. I tend to think it's usually unjustified. So I, I kind of like Tennessee. Unless, right? someone's, I out. Over- Unless someone's, Unless out, someone's out. out. Yeah. But again, Kai, what do we say? Injuries don't matter. And then we also sure. say until they do. So, do. um, 
I kind of like Tennessee. I think it's down to five. I'll be tempted to back sticky Rick Barnes against his his old employer, but uh, nothing at the current price. We're going to alma mater central. Kai, your Mizzou Tigers are hosting Iowa State. I was in the building at Mizzou Arena. Fun fact, last time these two teams squared off, yeah, that was Mizzou. a extra hype spot with the uh, Porter arrival, Lindell Wigington and the clones, which ended up having a pretty disastrous season, came to town. Mizzou took care of business. I think they take care of business today. In fact, it's my best bet of all the bets out wow. there. Wow. I know, which is probably the, the the kiss of death. I apologize in advance <laughs> for what's probably going to be just a deflated Tigger effort. I think they match a well with this clone team. Again, going back to my home court in these cross-conference showdowns, I think that matters quite a bit. And I think the, just the style in which Mizzou plays um, will be less, I guess, more immune to the pressure that Iowa State usually preys on. So give me the Tiggers. I like your squad. Man, this Iowa State team is no joke. Uh, I'm, I'll start with that. They play extremely connected. Yeah, they're awesome. They're really good. Extremely connected on both ends. They are tough. They get loose balls. They're really well coached. Now, maybe Mizzou broke out of its shooting slump against Ole Miss. They went 16 for 30 from three after shooting like 10% their first or their, their four or five games before that. They probably need to be hot again to beat the clones. Uh, the emergence of Mosley and Jara are huge. That lifts the talent level around Brown and Hodge. It's enormous for Mizzou, their offense especially. Can Mizzou cause turnovers? Maybe. Can they take care of the ball themselves? Maybe. I think Shun and Holmes for Iowa State likely dominate the glass. It's going to be hard to stop the clones offense, which looks fantastic right now among the top in the Big 12. Ole Miss Jim just scored 1.12 points per possession without Matthew Morrell against this Missouri Tigers team. I tend to think Iowa State can score as well. My message to Mizzou, get hot, Tigers. Get hot. You're going to need it. Yeah. Yep, get hot. Iowa State concedes a lot of threes. Um, a lot of them are due to the pressure. They're scrambling, but you're not comfortable while you're taking them. It's you're, you're rushed because there's a guy sprinting at you to close out. Need to be able to make some of those. I'm. I don't think this is probably cruel to him, but I don't think Trago Millions' absence matters a ton here. Um, it means more minutes for Mosley, and I think that's better against. Yeah, it's been Iowa awesome State's lately. Defense. You need the offensive weaponry that, that he provides. Offensive glass always a huge concern. Um, I know Kai hit it, but I'm going to reiterate it because Mizzou is a horrific defensive rebounding team. Jara could help with that. He actually provides some real size and length and has been very active. I, I think with him and Mosley coming into the lineup, coming into their own, maybe this is an even better team than we've seen so far. But man, I, I have a hard time going against Iowa State here. Uh, they're just a different breed of physicality. I, I think they're going to be able to score against Mizzou's defense and uh, I'm concerned for our Tigers. I'm hopeful. It's weird to have Mizzou optimism, but um, Iowa State just kind of feels like the better team to me right now. Uh, I think they are slightly the better team in my power reading Bible, but the spot is just awesome for me. So uh, come out, please, Mizzou Arena and Columbia slightly faithful. Better. Um, I hope. Wow. Just slightly. Yeah. You give yeah. Mizzou a lot or something. Or you hate Iowa State. I am. Have you no, watched I Iowa think State? It's, it's, they are really good. I've bet on them three of the like last five games. I think they're very good. Yeah, awesome. I do. Um, I think they've gotten a little too overpriced in the market at this point. I think this is really good, and you guys were underrated because you had three games where you couldn't make a shot. Boom. Bangs gavel. Next discussion. Wait, Jim. No, okay, I'm not letting yep. you bang the gavel because you are king of contexting wins, and Mizzou's win, blowout wins over Kentucky and Illinois were when those teams... No, I agree. 100%. I agree. Um I think the margin of those victories still matters, though. Yeah, I agree. They got them at the right time, but they, I mean, they demolished both those teams. So we'll see. Uh, Baylor hosting Arkansas. Kai, last question before we get to chat mob round one. Are the Bears back? People are whispering a very impressive win at home against the Jayhawks last time out. Does that make this a letdown spot um, with a very, I don't know, what we say, dangerous Arkansas team. I'm kind of riding off pick suey at this point. That's my teaser for my take on this game. Yeah. Wow. I love you. I, I love that you're off the fence on these off. teams. Now this is exciting for Matt. Uh, yeah. Baylor's in much better form. They've won five straight. They look fully like a title contender, which we expected them to be preseason. Arkansas did beat up on Ole Miss and LSU, but didn't look too crisp before that. Still a talented team. I think they can hang around despite depth concerns, concerns. Uh, the bears will get to the line. They are more than athletic enough to match up with the Razorbacks. But, Jim, I will say one point in Arkansas's favor. Baylor is a poor defensive transition team. That's Arkansas's greatest edge in this game. I know they've kind of slowed it down recently. The Hogs have scored in the top 60-ish points per possession in transition this year. Baylor allows transition opportunities and scoring in transition at bottom 50 rates in the country. I think there's an opportunity for Arkansas to run there. Six and a half, I kind of lean towards Arkansas given their talent still. So. Yeah, every tempo thing I look at between both of these teams screams under. 
but every efficiency thing screams over. Uh, I think both are going to be able to score hyper-efficiently, both in transition and in the half court. That's kind of been Baylor's MO in league play. Number one offense, worst defense in the Big 12, uh, just a sieve at the rim. Teams are shooting 57% inside the arc against them. Like, it's wild that they're having such a resurgence with a defense that can't stop anyone right now. That's concerning. Uh, but I actually kind of like Matt's home angle in the challenge here. Uh, Arkansas has been solvable a little bit defensively. Like if you just throw zones at them, mix it up, they will get tempted into jump shots and they cannot shoot whatsoever. So hopefully that helps Baylor's leaky defense. Matthew, I, I like the bears here. I did six and a half high. I, I kind of have to respect Arkansas's sure. talent. Um, but again, I think there's, there's more times than not. I feel like this year where I've, we've said the line's too high, but we would probably lean that way. I think in what in doubt, that's usually a pretty good bet. I just think that number's at the breaking point where if Arkansas's down, you know, 7, 10, 12 late, I just don't think they're going to have the punch. It's just it's just kind of a shame what's happened to this Arkansas team with the injuries. Just It feels like a balloon deflating slowly. But, hey, we'll see how it pans out. Um, chat mob, round one. Jim, a lot of games today. I assume there's a few questions that came in. Yep. Uh, we got a whole alphabet of questions, so feel free to be – as quick as you'd like on these. Uh, Matt, right back to you for a game that is not in the outline, but is part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Auburn at West Virginia. West Virginia, four and a half point home favorites against a team you have been calling a fraud for a while now. Yeah, market agrees. I I, I, laid, I took first half, minus two. Um, I thought four is a little high, even for someone who loves West Virginia and hates Auburn. So it seems like someone else out there is skewing it toward my my perceptions of both team. Kai, West Virginia very hurt this uh, today. They're pretty banged up, Keaton Johnson. I will be a little worried to lay it big, but I think West Virginia gets it done today. Yeah, I'm seeing back down to four, so maybe a little bit of pullback and, okay. and ideally some value for you there. Kai, a son, Jacksonville, a team that I wanted to scream at this yeah, week. Really done. frustrating performance. They are four-and-a-half-point road favorites at Central Arkansas. Jacksonville's had injury issues. What, what do you think? Hey, folks, can we hit the like button real quick before I, I talk about nice. this game? I want Good to break plug. the like record for this show today. I think we can do it. Are we trending that direction, Kit? I'll tell Love you what, the A-Sun's been a bit of a problem for me this year, Jim. Um, I can't seem to really get on the right side of these teams. Central Arkansas had a massive comeback against Florida Gulf Coast, won an overtime last game. Jacksonville's a much better team, but these games are weird. These home teams have played very well in this conference. I would stay away. All right, Matt, Northeastern is at Delaware. Northeastern is a very big up-and-down, streaky, whack-a-mole team to figure out. Delaware is healthier now. They're minus six and a half. Any take for you in this game? I lean Northeastern here. I do. Um, but, again, nothing strong. Northeastern has been on the no-bet list for a while, so pass. Uh, the Cage BBJ asks about Nevada, UNLV under. I really like this. Uh, I think rivalry game is going to kind of slow down. UNLV should have Parquet and Luis Rodriguez back. Rodriguez missed last game with injury. He's one of their best defenders. Get those two guys in there. The defense should be better. And I know UNLV is a different team, but last year they played two slow, inefficient, like 118, 120 points combined games. So I, I, I agree with the under. I like it. I think Rebs win, by the way. Just an insertion. Yep. It's, the Rebs spot's really good for them. Nevada's mm -hmm. off the double overtime, big W, and uh, UNLV's had time to, to rest a little bit. Uh, Kai. From the ACC, from Bernie Z, his favorite bet is NC State plus three and a half at Wake. Oof. I'll also mention that Wake has had 10 straight overs. They have been a yeah. complete machine on overs if you care about that trend. Do you have a take on the side? I actually lean towards Wake. I got it at a, a lower number. Uh, it was more a gut play. I think it sets up pretty well for the Deacons today. I don't know. I felt it in my plums. I took Wake. I, nice. I have nothing else besides that. Uh, Matthew, another one not on the outline from the challenge today. Texas Tech, a minus two and a half road favorite at LSU. No Pop Isaacs, no Bardo's <clears throat> AMAC for Texas Tech. LSU gets Justice Hill back. Does that tilt you towards the home Tigers? Yeah, there's a reason this game didn't make the outline. Either team warrants being included on my outline at this moment. I do lean the Tigers, though, as a home dog. I, I think I'm more out on Texas Tech relative to their value than LSU. So if you, if you need action here, uh, take the Tigers. Yeah, I'm tempted by the under with no Isaacs. I mean, he's just like the key shooter for that offense. It's a great shooter. Yeah, he is. Um, and then I also sort of lean LSU. Kai, you're just getting a steady diet of ace on questions. Ugh, Got Gulf Coast at Liberty. Liberty minus 140. The over was also <laughs> asked about, which I believe is 130 right now. Gosh, uh, I would not step in front of Liberty right now. They are just rolling over ace on teams. They beat Stetson. I learned my lesson. 30 there. or yep. 40 last game. I learned my lesson. Cow. 
Uh, of course, this spread seems high. Every Liberty spread seems high in conference play, but I will not be fading them. No, sir. Yeah, there's like a, a Liberty fan blog. I forget. I think it's called a Sea of Red. That's like, this is the best yes. team we've ever had. Like, that's insane to me. I don't get how this team is better than the tournament team, but they are. It, they it, are. It, it, the numbers say they are. So, all right, Matt Radford is laying five on the road at USC Upstate. Radford just had a monster home win against Longwood. I think this is a tough spot for the Highlanders going on the road against an Upstate team that's been kind of competent. Yeah, right. I, that's why I didn't take Radford. And market still thinks Radford's just categorically better. They bet it up to five pretty quickly. Um, I still lean Radford despite the spot, Jim, but the spot scared me away. Kai, are you brave enough to take an under in a Cornell game? Nope. Brown at Cornell, 153 and a half. You say no, I tend no. to agree with you. I think Brown also tends to be fine with playing over games as well. So I, I would not take an under against Cornell. No, thanks. Yeah, some of the number stuff I look at pointed towards under, and I saw Cornell's name, and I just said, no, thank you. I, I, I'm not brave enough. Tim, if you're brave enough, shout out to you. I'm not. I don't have the stones. Uh, Matthew, Samford, coming off a heartbreaking double overtime loss at Furman that would have really raised them atop the SoCon standings. Now they're taking on Wofford. A couple people asked about potentially playing Samford here. I kind of agree. I know it's a tough loss, but Quez Glover's back, and they would have won that game if not for a couple foul outs in overtime, I think. Yeah, I, it does feel a little short. I, Wofford can score up front, though. I, I think they might have an edge in the paint. Not that Sanford's small or, or, or soft, but but Wofford, I think, has a pretty clear edge up front. They handle the ball. I think they could catch uh, catch Sanford snoozing off that loss, honestly. So, All right, Kai, from Zach Anhalt and I think one or two other people, uh, I'm just going to frame it like this. Should <laughs> Notre Dame be nine-point favorites over anyone? They are playing really no. well. No, they shouldn't, Jim, but... You won't catch me taking Louisville. I, uh, I I did bet them recently. I bet them against a uh, a pit when they were supposed to be riddled with with flu. Didn't work out very well. So I said, well, "What am I doing? I've been fading Louisville all year. No thanks. I also been fading Notre Dame all year. So this is a classic stay away for me." Yeah, shout out to Louisville. Finally, for the first time this year, cracking the three hundred mark in Ken Palm. They have sunk that low. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's taken a while, but they've gotten there. I Are still lead away. I just I don't think Notre Dame's good at all. They're back below Chicago State. They're 17 spots lower than Chicago State in Kempom. That's <laughs> that's hard to do. Um, all right, let's do a couple more here, and then we'll head back to the outline. Um, I know there's more questions rolling in. I'll collect them in a second. Matt, uh, one of Lante's best bets today is Butler plus three at home against Seton Hall, and I say good luck betting Butler right now. Yeah, what good luck think? to you. Uh, yeah, what's the update on Kadari Richmond? I know he was dicey, but supposed to play today. Like He's pretty pivotal for that team. I think there's another injury as well. Um, yeah, this is like two brittle bottom of the barrel Big East teams that I think have a lot of volatility. I don't need to get involved in this game. Oh, Kai in the MIAC, North Carolina Central's plus three and a half at Howard. Yeah, this league has like I think we talked about it on our pot, like five or six, probably five contenders that are all just kind of beating each other up. Does that mean you just want to take the points with Carolina Central? I've seen a lot of people like Carolina Central today, but. I'm not stepping in front of Howard, man. Their last several games have been ridiculous. Of course, know, after I, know, I gave up on them. I know Morgan State was hurt, but they beat them by 32. They beat Cotton by 14. They beat Norfolk State. I'm not stepping in front of Howard right now. No, thanks. All right, last one, Matt. Then we'll uh, hit back to the outline. Lante's third favorite bet. A couple other people actually asked about this too. Northern Colorado's at Northern Arizona. He likes Northern Arizona minus two. I lean the other way, but I don't trust Northern Colorado at all. Yeah, I don't trust either of these teams. Um, defense is optional. High volatility situation. Both teams with awesome shot makers. Kind of like the over. It's been bet down a point, so market must disagree with me there. Uh, there's probably some pace angle I'm missing. So I think efficiency-wise, it'll play well for the over for sure. All right, I will hand it back to you, Mr. Host, Matthias, and continue collecting questions. Kai, right back to you. We're headed to Stark Vegas for our first game. Mississippi State hosting the Horn Frogs. Um, it's been a heartbreak hotel lately for Mr. Jans and the boys of uh, of Starkville. Lost by three to Bama, two to Florida before that. Yep. It seemed like they were actually starting to trend up after they really had a, a pretty big swim. And obviously, the swims continued, but they've looked much better, I think, uh, especially against Alabama. I mean, to go into Tuscaloosa and to lose by three against that team. I kind of like the, the Bulldogs tonight. In my plumes, I feel it. I know you disagree. Tell them why. I do disagree. Uh, Market took TCU to three. It's back down to two. At Bet Rivers, ugly, ugly affair. Physical. Two teams that beat each other up, 10th and 11th respectively in defense. Miss State, Matt, did appear pretty dead, but nearly beating Bama on the road, I agree. They've shown some life, but few teams right now are playing better than TCU. 
Um, they're probably they've been a top five team for the last several weeks. Um, I, I don't really see how Mississippi State scores. It has to be on the glass, and TCU's numbers aren't great on the defensive glass, but they're still a really big, big, strong team. Mississippi State's still not very efficient defensively. On the other end, TCU has to handle the ball, and they will have trouble getting easy buckets. Miss State will force them to shoot. They have not been great shooting the ball this year. They want to get inside. They want to get to the rim. Miss State kind of packs it in. It's going to be really tough to do that. I think TCU pulls it off here, but the efficiency is going to be really low, Jim. Yeah, TCU loves to run. We talked about how they lead the country in fast break points, which is just stunning for a Jamie Dixon team. But Mississippi State's a tough team to run on, especially on the road. Um, they just kind of slowed down Alabama a little bit, another team that loves to get up and down. So I think Mississippi State's probably prepared for the transition defense aspect of this matchup. They would have gotten blown out by Alabama if Alabama made any threes. They shot horribly and still pulled out the victory. I think that is a little bit concerning for Mississippi State. Uh, but I do like the spot for the Bulldogs. Just home, TCU riding high off some incredible Big 12 performances. Now you step out of conference against likely a non-tournament team. That's probably difficult to do. But, Matt, I'd want a few more points than this if I were to back the Bulldogs. So I'm sitting it out. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most, when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yep, I agree. I was even for the uh, home court is worth everything in this matchup. Drum beater, I, I did stay away here. And you're right, the gym, five of 28 from three. Like Bama makes six more threes, five more threes. It's a complete, you know, this whole Mississippi State, we talk about them as a team that's in complete collapse and yada, yada, yada. I still believe in Mr. Janzo, so I'm not going to fade him. Um, but uh, but yeah, no action there. Let's continue. Another Big 12 SEC showdown. Kai, I know you have action in this one. Boomer Sooner hosting. Almost. Oh, I'm sorry. Miss Miss Strike Price. That's right. Um, Boomer Sooner hosting Alabama. We just talked about them. Uh, Porter Moser, is he going to muck this game up? Can he score inside against this Bama defense, which really doesn't have any flaws? Yeah. I kind of like Bama here as a little bit of a uh, off the we almost lost, let's refocus uh, spot coming here. Yeah, the question was like, why fade Bama? Well, the line I thought was pretty nuts to start with. I think it touched seven. I liked it a little bit at six and a half. Gosh, it's down below six now. It's five and a half at Bet Rivers, uh, even lower at some other places. Oklahoma at home has been tough, man. They lost to Baylor by two, beat West Virginia, lost to Iowa State by three, Texas by one. They play good teams close here. Perhaps they can do that again, Jim, but I think Bama's on a different level. Um, they were almost beaten by Miss State. We talked about the, the three-point shooting. Oklahoma does play smart. They're well-coached. They can scrap and claw, but it's hard to see them scoring efficiently. Alabama has them covered in athleticism, has them covered in size. I do lean towards OU here, but below six, I'm staying away. Yeah, it's just it's a tough number. Alabama is ridiculous. We talked about like Mississippi State just played, I think, a really smart game plan against them, slowed them down, forced them to execute more in the half court. Alabama didn't shoot the ball well, and Alabama still won. Um, we, we should mention Alabama's had some positive schedule points where a lot of teams they played, some of their biggest wins have been missing key people. Um, you go all the way back to the Michigan State one. They didn't have Malik Hall. So I, I'll give that a, a quick shout-out. But I just think this Bama team is completely legit. They've got injuries of their own. Namari Burnett's not playing right now, and they're still just fine. The multiple point guards they can play with, with Sears and Bradley and, and Quinterly is tough to stop. Matt, I think Moser's going to have a good game plan here. Trying yeah, to slow them down. I agree. But I, the talent edge is and athleticism edge is too far tilted to Alabama for me to back the home dog. It'd probably be them or nothing. though. 
Yeah, do you remember OU going into Auburn last year and getting absolutely smashed? Like they looked like they were just outclassed in that game completely. I I do think they are outclassed from a talent perspective here. So the only thing working in their favor is the Porter Moser factor and the home court factor. Still, those aren't enough for me to take them. Um, in your right, I thought the line was a little bit um a little bit a little bit high on the opener. So, but again, nothing there. Um, let's move to Big Ten country. I should probably feel this myself as the alumni here from IU, the Hoosiers are hosting the Buckeyes, Jim. Hoosiers are starting to get it back together. I mean, major scare last game, um, but Minnesota has the ability to catch people off guard. As the homer and, you know, wearing the rose-colored shades, I gave them a pass for that. Um, what are you looking at here? Of course I did. Um, hey, I'm back in your alumni today. Where's what, Why is this not a two-way street of love and affection for our <laughs> respective schools? Anyway, Jim, what's your angle here with the Buckeyes and Hoosiers? Um, Ohio State's played a ton of close games and have not won any, sitting at 11 and nine right now, despite being top 20. And Ken Palm really poor in luck for that. Uh, that reason they need to get wins to start getting back into tournament consideration. Just did our fielding the 68 show yesterday, talking bracketology, and they're probably out right now. Like their metrics gap between resume, what they've actually accomplished, and predictive where people would have them rated in spreads is really, really wide. They need to start getting victories. Hopefully they can, for their sake at least, can catch your Hoosiers still without Xavier Johnson um, and outscore them. That's been Ohio State's method to victories this year. But I think that was just an IU. I'm giving them a pass to Matt because it was like, oh, this team doesn't have anybody. Hmm. We can just kind of walk in here and win. It's tough to do that at the barn, Kai, no matter if it's you, me, and Kai, or you, me, and Matt, and a bunch of other random dudes suiting up. So I'm giving a slight pass to tend to lean towards the home court here for the outright winner. But I think Ohio State keeps it close again at minimum. Uh, I, I had to stay away. I'm not giving Indiana a pass. Shorthand in Minnesota, you're a huge favorite, and you almost lost outright, and you should have lost outright to Minnesota. That's bad. That's bad, Indiana. However, they've, they've been really good in their other games, so they, they are a little bit back. Matt Thompson's back in the lineup. That's huge. They've won four straight. Right, Minnesota beat Ohio State, by the way, just to just to remind you. I know. I watched that game. They mucked it up. Yeah, they they were full strength also, Matthew. Full oh, strength. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm still a fan of this Ohio State team, but their shot selection's been bad. It's been questionable. Uh, they are number one in three-point percentage in the league in, in the in Big Ten, but they're dead last in two-point field goal percentage. They, they cannot finish around the rim. They cannot finish. Zed Keys had a lot of issues finishing. He's going to have his work cut out for him against TJD. Um, I think they can get him in foul trouble. There's no stopping TJD right now. He's been a stallion, frankly, Matthew. I do think five's a fair line. The form favors Indiana, but Ohio State definitely has the talent and certainly the more motivation here to win this game and cover. Yeah, I talked about it. And I think Majeski talked about it. A few other people on Twitter have mentioned this, that the Rice Sensabov going uh, rogue with some ISO stuff. I, I've I've seen that myself with my eyeballs. I don't like it. It's, it's, it's drifting away from what I liked about Ohio State, which is their interior brawn and execution. Um, so I worry there's like a mini identity crisis with this Ohio state team right now. Um, and they can probably feel that pressure. It shouldn't talk about with the, the at large hopes looming next game here. Last one, before we get to the round two of chat mob, Kai going to you Creighton hosting Xavier. Um, awesome game. Just in short, there. open minus four now up to minus five and a half. So some big Creighton money coming in. Wow. I think it's too high because Xavier's awesome. I know it's a great spot for Creighton. I know it's a tough spot for Xavier. But, I mean, Xavier just continues to impress. Um, so I kind of like the X. Yeah, I'm thinking about punching back here, man. Uh, five and a half? I see a six out there. That's getting a bit too high. I know it's a great spot for Creighton. It's a great, great, great spot for Creighton. Xavier's off that massive UConn win. Creighton's looking to get to seven and three in the Big East and keep Xavier from taking a commanding lead, frankly, in this conference. And Creighton hung with Xavier at Centos. They were up in the second half. They collapsed late, but they can beat Xavier. They know they can beat Xavier. But this team's humming right now. They're doing no wrong. They obliterated Creighton on the glass last time, grabbed almost 40% of their misses. Creighton also shot above its head in that game, 44% from three. I'm not sure that's happening again. I think X is way too good here to be catching five and a half, no matter the spot, Jim. Yeah, number-wise, it's it's high. But the spot for Creighton, I think, is home run. And I, I considered taking them for a contest. I didn't end up taking any sides in that. But the circuit contest I'm in, uh, I just I think Creighton starts to reassert itself here. And the uh, resume starts to catch up with the predictive stuff. Uh, the fact that they're as high as they are, despite a stretch without Kalkbrenner, is really, really impressive. Watching them, um, I think the eye test, they, they pass it with flying colors, Matthew. 
It's just for them, are they going to make shots here? We know Xavier's probably going to make shots. They're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. They produce really good shots. Um, but Creighton can also get hot, like Kai indicated. If they're ice cold like they've been at home a few times, like the Nebraska game, then sure, uh, definitely too high. I'm just kind of scared of the way Creighton's trending right now, Matt, so I didn't want to step in on Xavier. Yep. I like the over, 158, big number. Um, but every time I watch these two teams play, they just run – running so willingly uh it's just crazy to think that's i mean i think we knew sean miller would run but to think that he's running this much with the bigs he has is you know very you know arizona-esque gonzaga-esque bigs with pace offense um do it's this, been effective do this in arizona and you might, might still and, yeah you might have got out like he was starting to do it there at the end um uh, but never quite i don't know anyway fbi payments aside let's get to chat mob round two jimbo oh boy uh we've got even more questions so again let's be quick Kai, starting with you, Kennesaw State, minus four and a half. They're hosting Lipscomb. Owls have been a juggernaut. They're keeping yep, pace with Liberty back in the right now. God. So do we continue back in Kennesaw? Yeah, I'm just – I'm depressed. I never really got on the owl train, man. I, I had them rated high, not high enough, unfortunately. Uh, Lipscomb's been pretty good as well in the, in this league. So not really a team I'm looking to definitively fade either. Um, four and a half is a fair line, man. The A-Sun, again, it's been tough for me this season. Yeah, Abdul Rahim's second year at Kennesaw, they were 335th in Ken Palm. Then they had their best year ever, 223rd, and now they're 144th. So he's just jumping them 90 spots every year. That's pretty good. The talent's real. Talent's very real. Yep. Uh, Matt, showdown in the CAA. A couple guys on different sides here. Hofstra plus nine at Charleston. Charleston got the nation's longest winning streak. I took the over at a better number for the contest. I Jesus. Like this is a mega shootout. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What do you think here? It's up to 154 from 140. So a seven-point move on the over. Yeah, it feels too obvious to me. I guess Hofstra has been able to slow teams down occasionally, and Charleston, I think, has some weird pace stuff. But I, I think it's a shootout, and I think Charleston wins. Um, but again, that's been bet up to eight and a half, nine. So market, again, smarter than me and faster than me. All right, Kai, uh, an ACC battle here. Miami, Florida, minus one on the road at Pitt. Pitt very much in the bubble conversation uh, on field, fielding the 68 we discussed. Does Miami get the road win or does Pitt continue their really impressive home results? Man, tough. Uh, tough game to choose here. I, I lean towards Miami. At the end of the day, I think they're still the better team. I think they can win this game. Um, it's simple as that. I, I did not take a side, but I lean their way. All right. Cole Jeffries question for you, Matt. UMBC plus eight at Vermont. Does Vermont continue to ascend towards the top of this league? UMass Lowell's fallen off a little bit, but is eight points too many for UMBC? Yes, I do think it is. Um, I mean, Vermont's lost a couple of games in this conference. They're it's not as invincible. Yeah, it's, it's too high. high. It's too high. That's right. I tried to get behind like the weight, Matt. You know why it's that high. It's like, no, it's still too high. It's still I watched, too high. I watched game one. UMBC was hanging for a long time. I, they, I think they're almost as good. Yeah, they got real talent. Ferry's a good coach. I think they're good. Yep. I'll probably grab a 10 after the show. Uh, from Tooch, he asked about Marquette and DePaul over. I almost went to this game because it's nearby, but Kai, I've got to watch our Tigers. I can't be in Win Trust Arena when yeah. Mizzou could get its best win of the year. Um, I kind of agree with the over. Marquette overs up and yep. down. DePaul winning team, or willing to run as well. Agree with the over as well, Jim. Yes. Matt, another one from the SEC Big 12 Challenge that did not deserve the outline. Ole Miss getting nine and a half at Oklahoma State. Your thoughts? I bet on or against Oklahoma State the last five games. I'm 0-5. So I, this was the fastest pass you could ever have on a slate for, <laughs> for me, Jimbo. Uh, we'll sprinkle in a Pat Taylor question because he thinks he's shadow banned. Ty Weaver, <laughs> plus five and a half at Eastern Washington. I mm. lean towards Weaver here. Eastern Washington's kind of been ahead of my rating all season, though. Yeah, I guess slightly into Weaver. Ewash is still undefeated in the big sky. They look really good. I liked the over in this game. That, that's uh, where my money is on. Uh, all right, from Ryan Abramowitz here. Ryan A. I guess I don't know if it's Abramowitz, but Ryan A. Matthew, Utah at Oregon. Oregon a four-and-a-half point, five-point home favorite here. Nafali Dante's status up in the air after he got hurt in warm-ups last game. What say you? Uh, yeah, Oregon's just another one of those teams where I'm passing. Um, and, I yeah, I can't trust him. What is with Oregon this season? Like, I just no I, I want more. I still want more. I don't know if you're going to get it. I think you're going to continue to get more sometimes and a lot less sometimes. Altman's very frustrated. He's like his, uh, he has like the band this season has been a long, tiresome one vibes to me. There's a whole month left, man. I know I feel you, but we <laughs> okay. got a month to go. So. Keep going, Dana. Keep going, man. 
All right, hi, Utah Tech at Abilene Christian. Abilene, uh, minus five here, a uh, team that's been hard to figure out. F Utah Tech, so hard. You don't need to take a half-court shot when you're down five points. Just let it go, man. Clock operator, start the clock. Okay, sorry. Abilene, Utah Tech. This team just doesn't die. They're like cockroaches. Lean they up. are. Yep. Don't give away your, your really nice pacer play there. Like they ran the yeah. Valpo play, and now you can't run in a game where you actually need a basket. But, uh, ah, just give up. <laughs> uh, Matt, Summit, your Omaha boys, team you're a fan of early in the year, they're getting 20 and a half against Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts just dominating this league. Any thoughts? I, I like Oral Roberts. It's like the one team as a large favorite I've been trying to back occasionally. It's been fun. I need to do this more often. Just bet really good teams. I know betting large favorites is not good late in this, you know, this part of the year of the schedule, but yeah, Oral Roberts is different. They're just awesome. They really are. Um, yeah, I think if you want to back Omaha, go first half. Oral Roberts splits between first half and second half are stark. They just destroy teams in the second half. A lot of depth that could be part of it. So maybe if you want to go first half, that makes sense to me. Uh, all right, I'll take this one from Spencer K. Maine minus one at Albany. Maine coming off that really big UMass Lowell win. Thank you to Maine as a Vermont to win the A East backer. Albany's kind of in, in shambles, but um, I, I don't know. I have a hard time figuring this one out, Kai. I think it's a tough spot. Actually, no, don't don't comment on it. That was my that was my question. Kai, you get instead Syracuse at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, another team. Actually, both these squads really need to stack wins to build uh, any sort of reasonable at-large profile. Hokies are a six-and-a-half-point home favorite. What do you got? Hughes has kind of been covering lately. Uh, they've been impressive in ACC play. They're, they're coming along, Matthew. Young team, I thought they would get better later in the year, and they certainly have. Six-and-a-half points. I, I lean towards Hughes here. Virginia Tech played them not too long ago. They lost. Couture was out. Obviously pretty huge against the zone. He's back in, clearly, tonight. Yeah, I, I think Virginia Tech's better than they've been showing, obviously, and the number sort of reflects that, but Syracuse is feisty. Matt, Richmond, plus nine at Dayton. Flyers too many. Have been, yeah, they've been out of sorts since they got uh, their yep. injured guards back, and agreed, probably too many. I'm sure it's the game they pound Richmond into oblivion inside, but I've watched the last couple of games. They just don't have that same – yeah, I don't know if it's the Mally Smith reinsertion. They're still trying to figure it out, but they, they, they've really struggled. So, yeah, Richmond, I think, is good enough to keep, stay inside this number. Uh, Pat asked about the over in Monroe, James Madison. He said uh, Majewski likes it. I agree. Uh, Monroe's coming off that double overtime win, though, at Marshall. If their energy is kind of gassed and not able to run with James Madison, maybe they can't keep up their side of the bargain. But I think JMU tries to make this a track meet and probably succeeds. Uh, Kai, from Matt Akers, Utah State laying four and a half at Fresno. Still likely no Ryland Jones here as he's dealing with kind of concussion-related stuff, bad news behind the scenes there. But – do the Aggies get a big road win here? I still think Fresno's pretty bad. So I lean towards Utah State, but not confident, Jim. Not confident. Okay. I liked the under. I don't know why. I liked the under. Giddy Fresno up. unders have been good. Matthew, Morgan State, minus four at Delaware State in the MIAC. I don't think Malik Miller is back. This number certainly indicates Seem low. he's probably not. Or yeah. Khalil Turner. Yeah. So, and has it moved much? I feel like the market would be on the move, not on the opener. But uh, yeah, I don't think it, it is. That's uh, Delaware State has know. been weirdly feisty at home in the MEAC. They're competing okay. with good teams. I stayed away. I made this a lot higher, and I was like, forget about it. I'm not even gonna guess. <laughs> yeah, MEAC, I know nothing about to be honest. Like that really, that's a dark spot for me. Delaware State's really well coached. Stan Waterman yeah. knows what he's doing. Waterman's good. I agree with that. State championships in that in that state. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Kai, another one from Ryan A. Seattle at Stephen F. Austin. My God, this has been pounded. It's up to Stephen F. Austin minus five. I agreed with it when it was down at three, three and a half. Yeah. I can't honestly recommend five, though, can I? No, I'd lean towards Seattle that, at that price. SFA is not a smart team, man. <laughs> Tough to back smart or dumb teams over five point spreads, my opinion. Yep. Favorite. Seattle just played like an absolutely terrible game at Sam Houston state. You'd think they'd be a yep. little bit more competent here. Second leg of this road trip, uh, Matt, Cal Stanford, two teams that don't get a lot of play here on the show. Stanford, 10 and a half point home favorites. Uh, Cal won the first meeting by shooting the absolute lights out, arguably the best shooting performance of the year, 16 to 22 from three. <laughs> yeah. What's say you this time? Uh, I don't know. I hate both these teams, but uh, I guess I'd lean Cal. It just feels like why is Stanford minus 11 against anyone? Um, the only time they've covered games is when the teams who have traveled there have been in absolute terrible situations. So I don't think they're any good. I still believe that in my heart of hearts. Fair enough. I like the under, I think it's going to be slow again. Like the first game was, 
just a lot less efficiency. Kai, I think we can just probably nod yes to this one. Gonzaga, Portland over 165? Yes. Yes. How, is it, okay. how does it not go over? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, Gonzaga scores 100 again. That's that's a pretty good start. 166. It's a big total, but they will score 100. Yeah. Uh, all right, Matt, we've got a three-pack from Pat. I don't know if I just saw these late or what, but this is where they were in my queue. Western Michigan is at Central Michigan. Hard to figure both teams out. Injuries on the Central Michigan side. Um, I think the the Western boys are a one-point road favorite. What do you got? Yep, I like the Western boys, Jim. Uh, so give me the the Westerners in the directional battle. Just a slightly more talented team, in my opinion, and a better coach team, question mark? Yeah, I like the Broncos here. I guess I'll give you that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and outside of that, it's just like, I think that's how I feel. I'm not sure. All right, Kai, how about Evansville? Getting nine and a half points at Valpo. This is kind of like the Notre Dame laying yeah. nine. Can Valpo be laying nine and a half to anybody? Probably not, but this Evansville team is truly terrible. They snuck in the back door against uh, Belmont, much to my chagrin, but still a really bad team that's gotten blown out in the Valley quite a few times. Yeah, I can't believe they sunk down to bottom 15 in the country. Like That, that is staggering. Been short-handed all year. Tough. Yeah. Uh, Seku Kale and Bochamp left the program, and Kale has been out. And I think yep. that matters. Uh, Matt, Colorado State at Boise State. Boise boys are laying eight at home. It feels a little high to me, but man, they have been a rocket ship in Mountain West play. Yeah, I missed the number here. I I really wanted ten. I think I think Colorado State wins this game. This is my Maddie money line sprinkle here of the afternoon. There I think is. I think they win this game. So I keep having this premonition of Boise winning this game by like thirty five points. They can just smash teams. I, I stayed away. Their value is is gotten too high. It's too much now. It's unsustainable. Colorado State's getting better too. All right, Kai. Milwaukee was the darling of the horizon for a little bit. Um, now they've trended down slightly, and they are six point road dogs yeah. in Northern Kentucky. Markets betted up a point. Can Milwaukee figure out that NKU zone? It's too high. I think. Yeah, six points. I still think Milwaukee's uh, pretty good. Well coached. NKU laying six, that's not safe, man. They they don't play a style that um, that favors being a, a large favorite like this. So I, I lean towards Milwaukee. All right, let's hit a couple more, and then we got to let Matthew get to the airport, Mr. Right. Mr. Traveling Man. Uh, Matthew, Temple at uh, Central Florida. This number's been bet down big. There's an opener of seven and a half in certain places. It's now UCF minus five at home. Do you agree with that money coming in on Temple? Yeah, missed the number, like Temple. Um, again, I think at this point in the year when you're seeing moves of like three points or close to it, I, I, if you like UCF out there, I, I wouldn't be afraid to lay it either. So I think it's an overreaction. Uh, big Jameel Reynolds revenge game, right, boys? Uh, bat, headed back to UCF. He just returned. I didn't realize he played for UCF. Last game. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Kai from EM Winslow. Mercer minus two at the Citadel. Mercer is, my, is on a no-bet list for me, but I do think the Citadel is pretty bad. I took Mercer. Yep, I did it. I laid the two. I don't know if Kamar Robinson's playing, but I I, I took him. Uh, all right, R- rapid fire on Pat's final three. Uh, Matt, UAB, Rice. I don't have the spread offhand. I don't know if Jelly Walker's playing. How many times do I have to tell people UAB's not that good anymore? Give up on him. Take Rice. Sorry. It's over. Hi. Fullerton and Cal Poly. Cal Poly. We're looking at Fullerton four minus four in the road. Don't know so, why. Cal Poly. Just felt right. Give up on Polly too. Stop. I have not bet them all year. I, it just feels oh, four, okay. four points too high. All right. And perfect transition into best bets. Kai, I'm going to let you lead off best bets because his last question is Utah Valley and New Mexico State. So I'm deferring to you. Yeah, I'm laying 10 and a half with Utah Valley here. Uh, pure form play. Utah Valley's off a tough loss. And New Mexico State has been just brutal this year. They're winless in the whack. I think that continues. They're also getting crushed in the whack. They're not just losing. They're one and seven against the spread. Utah Tech blew them out. Arlington beat them by double digits. It's an extremely undisciplined team. They're going to have trouble scoring, and they're especially going to have trouble stopping Utah Valley at the rim, scoring inside. I think it could be a bloodbath. So give me the Wolverines minus 10 and a half. Yeah, their defense is abysmal. It's so abysmal. Bad. Um, my yeah. best bet, <laughs> Stony Brook and Hampton, under 134. This is uh, heavily contingent on a potential injury here with Stony Brooks. Tyler Stevenson Moore got hurt late and left like really concerningly. I think he was on the stretcher. Um, he plays every minute for Stony Brook, best offensive player. Take him out. There, the sample size with him on off is non-existent, so I can't really give numbers for that. But 
Stony Brook's already already playing slow. They're already down some bodies from preseason injuries. I think this is a crawl of a game. I like under 134. It's been bet down from like 137 at the opener. Matthew. Love it. M-I-Z. C-O-U. At home. Mizzou Arena. Should be rocking. Good spot. Clones are dangerous. Doesn't matter. I'm not scared. I think they get it done today. Again, the guards and the kind of helter-skelter nature. I like saying that we're way too much. That Mizzou can play with. We'll, we'll play well against Iowa State's pressure. Isaiah Mosley. Another breakout game. Big shots when they matter. Mizzou raw. That's all we have for today's program. Thanks for stopping by. We will be back, I believe, on Monday. Jim Monday. looks it appears Monday. into Jim's eyes for confirmation. Um, 12 Central, 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific. Bet Rivers, thank you for making this all possible. Thank you, people of 68. Good luck to your wagers. And next time you'll see me, I'll be from the sunny Isles of Naples, Florida. So everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.